recording. So, first, first episode, uh, first going episode back podcast. Uh, Ruben, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. I have virtually no idea how to start a podcast without sounding cringy. Or yeah, you're right. You, you know, like a 2009 YouTuber. Like, hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. So, um, we've got a wee. Uh, I'm gonna call it a jingle because I forgot what the other word for it's called. That will be intro. Intro. We've got, we've got an intro. intro. Ribbon. Ribbon. Roll the intro, and then we'll get going. Sounds good to me. Let's roll the intro. That's the intro. Shout out to Phil Gray Music. Shout out to Phil Gray Music for uh, helping out with that one. Uh, Check him out. He's on Instagram. He's on Twitter. He's on Facebook. Get a look at him. Thank you very much for that, Phil. We shout out for you. But yes, this is us. It's uh, it's all officially it's all officially real now. This is the Going Jack podcast. Going Jack. So the name Going Jack. Um, well, you know, I mean, you and I have talked about a podcast for what, like a, a good six months now. I mean, everybody has started longer. doing new things, probably longer. Everyone started doing new things during lockdown. Some people are painting. Uh, some people are doing whatever. And some and of we us have, are going Jack. Yeah, some of us are going Jack. But the term going Jack is in reference to The Shining. And it's like slang. For losing your mind while locked in a house. So it seems fairly apt for this podcast, given that for the most of us who have been in some form of lockdown, uh, even if you've uh, been at work. But what we want to do is we want to talk about what we're watching, what we're listening to, what we're doing, uh, just throughout that. So Ruben, what have you been listening to to stop you from going jack? <laughs> um, what have you been watching? Everything. Um to be fair, I have uh, done that thing that most people have done and uh, tried to go outside of my uh, my usual my usual comfort zone of TV shows, which is normally, I suppose, anything that's crime related, gangster related, is normally my go-to. Um, but the uh, the thing I've jumped into is uh, surprisingly the Crown. The All right, um, which. I've been recommended a lot of times and I'm not going to lie. And this controversial statement warning, uh, when it comes to the Royal family, I, I really don't care. I, I really don't. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've no, I've no real interest in it at all. I know they're there and that's about it. Um, but because I'm a TV fan, a lot of people have said to me, have you watched the crown? And I'm like, no, I don't care about it. You don't have to care about the Royal family. I couldn't care. About it. No, I'm not going to watch it. I don't care. Go on, give it a watch. All right. So I did buckle because I thought, you know what? It's locked down. So I may as well. Um, I may as well. So, um, and something else has started playing. That's already a disaster. Oh my gosh. Oh dear. That was a disaster. I don't know how that happened. Um, Do you reckon you can edit that out? (laughs) You can edit that out. I'm so embarrassed. We'll edit that in post. Um, But yeah, so I started watching The Crown and I've just finished season one today. And I must say, I'm very impressed. I'm very See, impressed. I would say, if you said to me, Richard, you should watch The Crown, my response would be, I don't really care enough about the royal family to give up however long a season's worth. Or how many seasons are there now of The Crown? Just released season four. So four seasons. I See, I find it hard to like dive into a show that I don't care 40 about. 40 episodes. Whenever there's already... See, now 40 episodes is a lot. I mean, it's Tennessee's novelty, so it's not. But, um, but yeah, it's honestly, it's it's one of those things that until I watched it, whenever someone said to me, "Go watch The Crown," it's about the royal family, and they were like, "Oh, well, your man who used to play Doctor Who's in it, like that was just going to swing it for me." Um, but is that Matt Smith? It is Matt Smith. Yes, Matt Smith plays Prince Philip. Um, 
and I must say, I am very impressed. Uh, there's a really, really good cast, and I, I can't, I, you know, you can't deny that. Claire Foy plays Queen Elizabeth, and she's incredible. Um, Matt Smith, as I've said, is Prince Philip. Uh, John Lithgow, as you, uh, as you'll know yourself from various things such as How I Met Your Mother, Third Rock from the Sun, <laughs> but most famously, he is the voice of Lord Farquaad in Shrek. Um, <laughs> I like how you said most famously. <laughs> it's definitely not most famous. He's still a lot more. If there's, but... if there's one picture you'll know him from, it's Shrek. It's Shrek, because he's he's the voice of, of Lord Farquaad. Um, but he's Winston Churchill, and John Lithgow's Winston Churchill is something I didn't realise that I needed in my life until I saw it. Um, but I'll play a wee clip, and this is just a wee, a wee exchange in season one between... Elizabeth and Winston Churchill and I'll just play a few seconds of it just to give you an idea of how well it's played um so yeah enjoy this few seconds of the crown for you there's a delicate matter which I felt I needed to discuss with you in person concerning what your position my position Yes, your position as Prime Minister. Go on. At that point, she hesitated. And then she asked me to pick either Kwaji Nazimuddin of Pakistan or Sydney Holland of New Zealand. Oh, whatever for. To sit next to at dinner. <laughs> she summoned you for that. Oh, no, I think she summoned me to haul me over the coals for my handling of the fog. But then the fog lifted, <laughs> and she had to make a decision right then and there. In so that's just a, a wee idea of Winston Churchill and his element. Um, I imagine that that's how most conversations go between people in the government. Because there was a period there where I could make it what he was saying because it was a lot of... <laughs> How um, should we screw the British people over? <laughs> Great idea, Cummings. And uh, Richard is hireable for uh, functions for his impression of Winston Churchill. I do birthday parties. I do funerals. I don't do wakes. But... Uh... <laughs> Not yet. Um, Not yet, anyway. But that's just a little idea of... so. The premise of that is it's it's the story of uh, the London the London fog, and um, how Winston Churchill handled it very very poorly in that time, and the Queen summons him essentially as you heard the question his position as Prime Minister, but he's saved by the fact purely that the fog's lifted and all of a sudden he's back to he goes from being a really sheepish version of himself to being the Winston Churchill that obviously has. The common people we've all come to know of being very boisterous. The man and, on the fiver. Uh, very, yeah, very boisterous and very loud. But it's definitely worth it's definitely worth a watch. It's it's good just for top quality acting. Um, gives you an insight into the things, I suppose, the, the sort of background of of what happened and Queen Elizabeth when she was, you know, first became queen and and stuff like that. So. So far, I'm a quarter of the way through and would, would give it a solid 8 out of 10. Are we both in agreement that the Queen is virtually immortal? I don't think there's anything virtually about it. I think the Queen's completely immortal. I think she just, refu- I think she just, I think she just refuses to, to give up with him <laughs> because I, Char- <laughs> Charles is next in line. <laughs> <laughs> Controversy already within the Going Jack podcast. Um, apologies for I mean, the... who likes the Royal Family? <laughs> Eight out of ten is a high score, though. I mean, you're a man that, that prides himself on his ratings. I am. Um, Eight out of ten is a fairly, a fairly high rating. It I'm. Uh... What have you been watching uh, to stop you from going, Jack? Have you ventured outside your comfort <laughs> zone, or have you uh, very much stayed true to? I, uh, much like uh, the older generation, find myself comfortable in my comfort zone. Um, now, what I have been watching recently is uh, the Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun on Netflix. Okay. And you and I have been fans of Auntie Donna for a couple of years now. Yes. And I think it appeals to a certain 
ADHD in me. And that it's just chaos. I don't know how to describe it other than it's just chaos. I've told a few people to watch it now. Like I've asked, like, you know, I sent like a few people friends. My favorite one is like sitting is uh, if I make Jillian watch it with me, I feel I feel like she judges me harsher than she has Should it in, our entire, in our entire our entire marriage. Uh, play the clip. Okay, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, uh, just to give just to give the listeners a, a peek of what what you're referring to. Here is Andy Donna's big old house of fun. As you can uh, very, uh, as you can clearly hear, uh, <laughs> very entertained by this every time he sees it. Um, oh, so Richard, uh, give us a give us special. a little bit more. On, now I have also watched this, and whenever I was told to watch this by Richard, he very accurately said to me, "Have you watched Andy Donna's Big Old House of Fun yet?" And I says, "No." What's it like? And his exact description was, "I think the producer said, here is a million dollars." And as much cocaine as you can have, go make a TV show. And I'll be <laughs> honest, not far wrong. <laughs> oh, it lives up to it. Oh, it lives up to it. I, uh, I mean, the disparity between what you're watching and what I'm watching is like astounding. I, there's a special place in my heart for just ridiculous comedy. I don't know what it is. I think I'm, I've always loved ridiculous comedy, but I think that there's just something. See, I. I have the kind of theory that comedy is a funny thing in 2020 because, you know, we've had stand-up since, you know, I mean, I don't know when stand-up started, but, you know, we've had stand-up for however long. We've had comedy movies. And I actually sometimes find it difficult to laugh at comedy films now. I think sometimes it's all very samey. I mean, I mean, you can go back and talk about your, you know, Anchormans, your stepbrothers, the kind of golden era of like Adam Sandler. And that, that was just hilarious. But there was, I mean, this made me laugh so hard. And most of the gags, I think I like rewind back and watched like two or three times because I couldn't stop laughing. But the clip that you just heard was everything's a drum. And it's just them going around the house, just playing the drums on stuff. And it's flipping amazing. But the, yeah, it's six uh, episodes long. Each episode's about between 18 and 20 minutes. So it's a fairly quick watch. Like you can kind of bang it out uh, fairly quickly. I watched the full six episodes. And then you can watch the show. In a day. And <laughs> you can watch the show. Uh, I kind of watched it in about a day and like bits and pieces while I was just kind of pattering about the house. But it's so funny. Like some of the stuff, like some of the stuff's not funny. Some of the stuff's hilarious. Like, I mean, you know, it, but it's just brilliant. And it's three guys from Australia who do sketch comedy. They've been doing it on YouTube. They, they, they do live shows. And now they've landed themselves a Netflix special. And the Netflix special does not disappoint. But it definitely takes like a specific kind of humor to find it funny. Um, I yeah, think that I, it's, it's a very, very good show that if, if, if you do have a very a very silly side to you if you if have you're a if, child at heart like yeah. we are then you'll absolutely find it funny i just think it's great to switch off and just like just get lost in it laugh at it and uh quotability is high you can quote it for days it's brilliant but andy Donna's big old house of fun i don't even know what i would rate it i feel like to rate it would be it's hard to rate because of what it is so I'm just gonna say, give it a watch. Give it a give it a watch. Sit down, laugh at it, or don't. I don't care. I'm not your dad. <laughs> these uh, these these are not uh, these are not uh, commands. They are simply simply. Recorded. You don't have to listen to us at all. You can uh, switch off here and now and bend this podcast. 
You can if you like. I mean, we'd be very grateful if you if you stuck around because uh, a few years down. I don't care if you stuck around. So, whenever Richard leaves the whenever Richard leaves this uh, podcast, I will be happy for you to stick around <laughs> because we uh, we uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun with this. This is this is just something that it's been a passion project for us for I suppose a long time. We've both been a big fan. Of- I would say that's fair. Yeah, I would say yeah. that's fair. It's been a something that we've been aiming for podcasts are weird things as well because like right now we're just like i'm in like a little room in my house you're in, in your room and we're essentially talking to ourselves but we're talking to ourselves as though someone's listening so if nobody listens to this this is the weirdest experience <laughs> in the world and we'll be talked about whenever we're uh put into the to the funny form next but week next week um, <laughs> See you there. The next film that we're, we're going to talk about is one that you made me watch, actually, and I'm so thankful that you made me watch it, um, because so, it's easily one of my top films. I think it's maybe one of my top films of all time now, which is such a growing list. But well, yeah. So the the, the film I hope you're referring to uh, is, of course, uh, Babe. Uh, <laughs> story about a gorgeous little barnyard pig. <laughs> so the film uh, that he's talking about is uh, the Notebook because I talked to him, I, I you know talked about it for years, and how it made me cry, and it's a very emotional movie. Um, but the movie we're going to talk about now actually is uh, it was um, Guy Ritchie's uh, return to his uh, his sort of should we say his his favoured format of. I would say his favorite format. I mean, I you had to tell me, didn't you, that Guy Ritchie directed Aladdin, and I couldn't believe that. Yeah, he, he sort that of was dump. I mean, it's it, it's not, but okay. Um, we um, yeah, he sort of moved around and did different things, like you know, and he did uh, King Arthur as well, which is King like, Arthur. Which is where he first worked with Charlie Hunnam, as far as I'm aware, who then was also cast in this. Um, so uh, we'll we'll play a short little a short little clip because this this is one of the, the golden clips of the film, which is uh, Colin Colin Farrell's first appearance in the film, as far as I'm aware, um, where he shows his uh, his character, and you, this is really where you see Richie's real. Um, flair for sort of comedy in a in this environment so we'll we'll give this a blast and we'll have a little bit more of a talk about it stab stab trigger don't you know dance what are you like a four tops tribute act or something the four skins the red skins whoa 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 here come the indians bit of the old northern soul is it boys putting the gay back in marvin gay i'm on fire over here lads come on i need some back and forth come on what do you got for me what do you got for me now make it quick make it funny fuck you jeez that's disappointing no no not that go again so uh that's just uh well, can i you... just say that putting the gay back in marvin gay <laughs> is like one of the top insults of this year <laughs> it absolutely is so um, the, 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 the scene that we're watching is uh, Colin Farrell as the coach and you're introduced to him. He's in a chip shop and uh, four youths walk in, walk right up to the counter and demand what they want. Carl, uh, Colin Farrell spins around and starts having a bit of back and forth with them, which is the clip that you heard. But I don't think Colin Farrell has ever been bad. I think in- that's fair anything that he's done he's such a good actor and he's so entertaining in fact i would go as far as to say is there's not one boring character apart from maybe the main antagonist that i would say is a boring character and um, yeah i don't even think he's boring i think he's just i think he's very much outshined by by everyone else to give you a just if you haven't if, if you haven't watched or heard of the gentleman yet to give you an idea of what the gentleman is so it's it's basically matthew mcconaughey plays uh, a very talented sort of well to give you the imdb it's a talented american graduate of oxford using his unique skills and audacity creates a marijuana empire using the estates of impoverished british aristocrats 
It's easy for me to say. However, when he tries to sell his empire to a fellow American billionaire, a chain of events unfolds involving blackmail, deception, mayhem, and murder between street thugs, Russian oligarchs, triad gangsters, and gutter journalists. And if you don't want to watch it after that alone, I don't know what else to say to you. Um, I would watch it just for Hugh Grant's performance. Yeah, so whenever we talk about gutter journalists, whenever we talk about gutter journalists, Hugh Grant plays an absolute sleazeball of a journalist. But so well acted as well. All I ever, I mean, before The Gentleman, if, if you said Hugh Grant to me, I would immediately, my brain would go to you know your your kind of chick flick films. You know your your kind of Notting Hills. Your uh, I love actually that kind of thing. I've never really rated Hugh Grant as an actor that I would go out of my way to watch, but it surprised me so much in this. Like he was so entertaining to watch. No, absolutely, and Matthew Matthew McConaughey plays the the main the main sort of he plays the the marijuana king should we say um and it, it again is just fantastic there isn't a bad performance in the whole film and it's, it's the, the cast in it again is 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 absolutely ridiculous um you know we, we've said a couple of names already such as matthew mcconaughey colin farrell um <clears throat> excuse me and the guy who plays the uh i suppose richard the antagonist jeremy strong um, who you may have seen if you've watched the Sky Show Succession. He's also in that. And he is very, very good. He is a very, very, very good actor. Uh, he just is a little a little outshadowed by the rest of the cast. I don't think by any fault of his own. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you just look at the cast. It's Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Michelle Dockery, uh, Jeremy Strong, Colin Farrell, Henry Golding is also in it, Hugh Grant, Eddie Marsan. Eddie also. Marsan's uh, a good... Uh addition to that as well he plays a good character absolutely and yeah the, the cast list is just it's just fantastic and, and they all absolutely put their all into it i mean if i'm honest i mean the, the movie came out according to according to google came out just i think on the stroke of the new year in 2020 and i've struggled to see a film better than it if I, I know, honest. I would agree. Uh, you kind of hit it right whenever you said that Henry Golding, who plays Dry Eye, would be a phenomenal James Bond villain. And I think <laughs> that you're right, an unbelievable James Bond villain. But yeah, definitely uh, Hugh Grant, Colin Farrell, Matthew McConaughey, and Charlie Hunnam take it for me. Like, that's so fun. Such a uh, fun film to watch. And controversial statement as well is that of all, it falls along, if anybody has seen any of the above films, such as Snatch, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and rock and roller it's along that same framework but to me it's the best of it's the best of them and i know that's a big statement but that's a I, big show that's a i big would show. i would stand by it so i, I mean you know for he me, did the sherlock holmes films too yes he did he did the sherlock guy holmes films guy Ritchie as well uh what are you giving it out of 10 if you've if you've got a if you're gonna rate it oh I mean, you're right. Like in terms of 2020 films, yeah. I mean, 2020 has been a slow, mo- like a slow moving year for films, which you know is kind of hindered by the ongoing pandemic that just sucks the fun out of everything. Um, I would give it, yeah, probably eight and a half out of yeah. ten. I, I feel like going like nine out of ten, kind of. You don't want to blow the beans too, too early here, lad. No, you don't want to blow the beans too early. Absolutely not. You don't want to get away with trigger happy. But no, absolutely. I think eight and a half gives it a. I think that's definitely a <laughs> definitely a good shout. There's nothing worse than blowing the beans too early when it comes to a film. Um, <laughs> depends what film you're watching. <laughs> depends what film you're watching. Um, but um, the gentleman, I believe, has made its way onto Prime Video. It is on Prime. Uh, it is. I believe it's on Prime Video. Uh, potentially will be making its way onto I imagine likes of Sky Now TV quite soon. Hasn't dropped on Netflix yet, from what I remember. But whatever, if you get a chance, honestly, cannot recommend it highly enough. It's absolutely, it's absolutely fantastic, uh, and an excellent soundtrack as well. If you're a fan of a movie soundtrack, it's an excellent soundtrack. It's got uh, such a good soundtrack. I've got the opening song as my ringtone. Cumberland Gap, which is also an absolute bop of a track. Um, a bop? Do you know, I said bop the other day in the car. 
we were listening to something and I said, oh, it was the new Miley Cyrus song. And I said, that's a bop. And Jillian said, I'm really old for saying that's a bop. Am I wrong in saying that that's a bop is like, like somewhat in right now? I mean, I heard that's a bop from a guy on Instagram who talks to you as Alexa in a funny way. Um, I've heard it from a few people now, but I thought like, yeah, she told me that I was really old for saying that's a bop. If anyone wants to give us feedback on whether we are very mistaken on what is in language-wise, please feel free. I feel like even asking, <laughs> I feel like if you have to ask what is in, I feel like you're already that, at that makes point. you old. Yeah, I feel like, you know, just, <laughs> you know, grab a wee bag of uh, where there's originals and just accept well, it. Have you not already done that? I'm halfway if, through a bag right now. <laughs> if we copy our grain, half a bag of where there's in there. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, think what we'll what we'll move on to here is this is this is part of the the podcast I think that can get could get quite fun. So we did ask a few of you to to throw some questions at us uh, on Instagram. So thank you for what, what uh, kind of questions people. did you get? I got some good ones. Yeah, I got a couple of a couple of a couple of um, silly ones and uh, a couple of quite good ones. Some of them are movie related, TV related. Some of them are as far away from that as you can you can pr- really get. Uh, I think the first the first one that is as far away from it as you can really get is from our dear third sibling. Uh, so shout out to uh, Joe. <laughs> shout out to Joe McDade. Shout out to Joe McDade for um, for never saying, taking life too seriously. No, um, at the at the ripe age of fifteen, he is um, very much uh, asking all the right questions. I think he's asking all the right questions. And uh, Richard, what has Joel, Joel asked us to answer? So he's uh, posted in on the wee uh, Instagram prompt. If cereal is considered a soup, then should baked beans also be considered a soup? I mean, I'm already a bit lost at who considers cereal a soup. But I mean, if I went to India Bar and said, can I have a bowl of soup? And they brought me a flipping bowl of shreddies. I I mean, have a if, couple you're, words. if you're going to be a bar and ordering soup, you are old. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a, a soup and a wee, uh, wee pint of Smithwick's. And they bring you and out here's some... A, here's a crown for your troubles. And they bring you out some lucky charms. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean... Right, if, well, I mean, I'm going to say, if cereal is considered a soup, then a Pop-Tart is definitely considered ravioli. <laughs> Ravioli, ravioli. Sure. Give me the formula. Um, I mean, That's such a random question. I don't even know how to respond to that. I mean, if, if I was the answer, to actually give him an answer, number one, I don't agree that it should be considered a soup. Um, I know that if I say I've never soup, heard anybody say cereal's a soup. I've never heard anybody say most of the things that Joel decides to say, but, you know, uh, we're related and we'll have to love them. Um, I think that. <laughs> I think that. Well, I don't have to. If it was going to. If I was going to consider cereal a soup, I think beans would definitely be more of a stew. I don't think it's a soup. Is beans a stew? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not a soup, but then again. What uh, would you do if you went into somebody's house? <laughs> do you want to stay for dinner? What are you making? Um, you know, making a stew. Cold night outside. You think to yourself, this is my jam. And you ask for some bread and butter with your stew. And then they put down a wee bowl of Heinz. You'd I don't even think you get Heinz. I think you get an Ed Bronston. You want some ravioli with that soup? Actually, yeah, please. Here's a pop tart. <laughs> so yes, Joel. Uh, Do you want I some think... more? Well, here, hold on. If a pop tart is ravioli, is it toasty ravioli? No, come on now, come on now. Now we're now we're just getting ridiculous. Now, now you know the people are chinning out now because they're just thinking that you know the thing that we've been given the same stuff, Andy Donna, where they said, "Boys, here's some money and here's some coke. Go make a podcast." But no, and I'm all out of coke. And then, so, uh, to answer your question, Joel, no, <laughs> never talk no. to us again. No, I'll see you at Christmas. Um, uh, we'll actually ask a movie-related one now. Um, this is from a. Uh, Chris Smith, shout out to Chris Smith. Uh, never watch a film again or never watch a TV series again? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like I've been watching a lot more TV. I actually feel, oh, that's hard. I mean, 
if you're saying like never watch a movie again, then I'm never allowed to watch Marvel films again. But if I'm saying never watch TV, then I can't watch The Office again. And I don't know which one hurts more. Um, I think for me, I'd give up TV. I'm too addicted right. to the movie experience and mostly the cinema experience. The cinema experience is what saves it for me. <laughs> the cinema experience of 2020. Here, I've been to the cinema in 2020, and I'll be Have honest. You saw Tenant. I'm a big, you? I'm a big fan of the cinema experience in 2020. You get your own. There's less people. You get your own wee shelf. There's at least three seats between either side of you. It's it's, it's an absolute dream. Tell you honestly, <laughs> keep it that way. See whatever people are allowed back in. Keep three seats away from me. Give me a wee tray. I'm, I'm happy. I just say, well, like one of the things that we should learn from lockdown is that the less people that are around you, absolutely the better. I think we've all learned that we're not we're not we're not a fan of people. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think people. I think I would. I think I would say never watch, never watch a, a series again. I think I would. I would. Go oh, I uh, I'm find it really difficult to answer that. Actually, to be honest, I. Uh, oh, I think I would have to go. Oh man, I'm struggling. I'm so struggling. Gonna have to rush. I would s- <laughs> lock it in. <laughs> no um, deal. <laughs> no deal. I right, I'm I'm gonna say TV. I oh, am so I knew invested. you couldn't give up the office. Ah, uh, I can't. There's shit. There's so many good TV shows. Like, oh man, and I can. Oh, the office is my happy place. Like my genuine happy place. Like just sitting down, stick it on, or that, or Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine Nine, the good place. I mean, I can take or, or leave anything else, just as as long as Michael Sure makes it and puts it on TV. Unless it's Space Force. Um, Unless, oh, I'm really struggling. It's been uh, renewed for a second season, and I haven't even got past episode two. So uh, I never thought that I, I would like not want to watch um, Steve Carell and oh, What's-His-Face. Yes, well-known in the industry as What's-His-Face. Uh, one of the top producers, What's-His-Face. Greg Daniels. Greg Daniels. The guy who didn't, who couldn't give up the office because he's so addicted and couldn't remember the guy who produced it. <laughs> Richard <laughs> McDean, everyone. <laughs> um, so there you go, Chris. You've got uh, both sides of the coin there. I suppose that's the answer that you did you did actually want. Not bad. Um, this one is. Um, uh, have you got one there? I've got one uh, that comes from uh, the beautiful Mark Reed. Well, he asked two questions. The first shout one out was, to Mark Reed. Shout out to Mark Reed, who has uh, just released uh, an EP, which is. Absolutely beautiful. I can um, that's very good. Uh, his, his first question is, do I look like Channing Tatum? No, that's him, not me. Looks like Channing Tatum. Mark, absolutely, you look like Channing Tatum. You beautiful, beautiful, beautiful man. His second question is, absolutely 100% over to you because I have no idea on either of these. He just said comments on uh, Star Wars and The Crown. You've already covered The Crown, <clears> but <throat> uh, what are your thoughts on the final installment of Star Wars? I mean... <sighs> Controversial statement that a lot of people will fall out with me over, but the the last Star Wars film genuinely made me fall out of love with Star Wars uh, because I feel like it was a very lazy attempt. Um, whenever you audibly blow a raspberry at the end of a movie because you're so disappointed at the way it's ended, pretty sure that sums up how you feel. Um, blow a raspberry at the cinema? Yeah, whenever... Uh, th- I'm not going to go spo- no no spoilies, but uh, anybody no who, spoilies has, here. Has, who has seen the end of the most recent Star Wars film, uh, The Rise of Skywalker, um, you'll know what happens at the end. And whenever the, the words were said um, that everyone knew was coming but didn't want to hear, I decided to just go, because that's how I felt. I just felt it was an absolute cop-out. Um, so yeah, however, which maybe what Mark's referring to more the only thing that has managed to get me a little bit back on board with Star Wars is The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Still haven't watched it. Uh, I started it a few days ago. I'm on episode five, I believe. Uh, Baby Yoda, obviously, is everywhere. Everywhere at the minute. Um, but He sees even- you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. You know that the slower you sing that song, the creepier it is? I didn't know that until now. Thank you. 
Thank you for that early Christmas present, Richard, to everyone. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but yes, uh, I would recommend The Mandalorian so far, definitely. Can uh, you watch The Mandalorian if you have little to no idea how Star Wars works? Yes, I would say so. Can you? Yeah, I would say so. I think it's it's better to have a bit of Star Wars knowledge because you get a lot of nods in it to different Star Wars lore. But I think as a show, you'll still enjoy it. So yes, uh, Positive thoughts on both, Mark. Positive thoughts on both. And good job, yourself, on, the, uh, on, the yeah, good good job. on the album. Yeah, good job. on the album. Have you any others? Um, you do one now. You talk now. You speak. You um, say some words now. So I have one from uh, Abby Noble. Uh, shout out to Abby Noble. Um, <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, shout outs. <laughs> shout out to shouting out shout outs um, so she has asked and this is a great question who would play you in a movie about your life I uh, asked this to Jillian last night and uh, she said Ryan Reynolds and I will take that I will take that I mean, considering he's I like part of my favourite thing in the whole world which is Deadpool I mean I can see that uh, I think anyone who you, knows you, you, you can see that <laughs> Have you you noticed that he's just morphed? I don't know, like just in every single interview. But I was uh, like reading something that he said, and somebody asked him, and he confessed that he's got really bad anxiety. And actually, like playing a character in like all walks, like makes it quite easy for him to do interviews, which I thought was quite humbling to know that somebody like Ryan Reynolds gets anxiety and you know can just re- resort to Deadpool. So now anytime I get nervous about something, I'm just going to be Deadpool and see if it pays off. Well, there you go, folks. And interview tips also from Richard McDade. If in doubt, in your interview, be Deadpool. <laughs> your job interview and be you get Deadpool. <laughs> just be Deadpool. <laughs> um, I'm not quite sure who would play me um, in a movie. Um, it's hard to say. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Jonah Hill. Um, shout out Jonah Hill Shout out to Jonah Hill If you're listening um, If you're listening Jonah <laughs> We're big fans Isabel um, Maybe Jonah what Hill What are you doing for uh, Christmas this year Jonah? <laughs> maybe Jonah Hill um, maybe, it's, uh, maybe it's the weight loss thing um, And the discovering of talent later on in life um, But maybe Jonah Hill um, I was told by, by somebody uh, that Jonah Hill is, uh, is, is one, uh, and I was also told that Chris Pratt, which I will take Chris that compliment. That's a great show. I that's will take that compliment. So if I'm either playing uh, Jonah Hill, I'm playing by either Jonah Hill or Chris Pratt, I'm quite content with that. I would um, be too. So time for one, probably one more question, and this is a very good one, especially for anyone who's a superhero fan. So uh, this is from uh, my good friend, Joe Barker. Shout out to Joe. Shout out uh, Joe Barker. Keep uh, on barking, Joe. Keep on barking. Um, he has asked, and on the topic of barking, he has asked, who is your choice to replace Wolverine? See, now, right, I have thought about this uh, quite intensely. Um, I, now, for ages, and I mean ages, I really wanted Tom Hardy to I play the new w- Wolverine. But now... Um, I've kind of landed on a, if I butcher his name, you can correct me. Taron, uh, Taron Edg- Egerton, Taron. You were close to the first time. Taron Egerton, yeah. Who Taron played Eggsy? Who played Eggsy in uh, the Kingsman films. I think he'd be a smashing um, Wolverine because <clears throat> I think he's got the height. I, I, I think he's got the aggression. I don't really know. Uh... But he was in, uh, he was in, Eddie the Eagle with Hugh Jackman and there was an interview where like Hugh Jackman kind of like kind of gave him his blessing a bit and I think he'd be a phenomenal Wolverine I think he's got the age the height yeah he'd be great I find it difficult to see any man who's played Elton John to then play (laughs) Wolverine (laughs) other than Elton John himself Screaming um, for through I, the words taken I, down by guys. I see Eggsy more of a more of a as more of a Q, but then the guy who's um, doing Q at the minute, I don't think is going anywhere. Um, no, not at all. But I personally would pick Charlie Hunnam. 
Oh, that's a good shout too. Um, after Charlie watching a couple of episodes call. of Sons of Anarchy, he has that real edge about him. He's he can be aggressive. He he has that little bit of you know I don't really care about anything. He's you know he's also massive. Um, I just think he has he's played the characters like he, he has done in the likes of Sons of Anarchy and the Gentleman and stuff where he's shown that side where he could be a really good Wolverine. Um, but it's honestly it's it's hard to see who's who's ever going to replace him. But two very different shouts there, Tara Nedgerton and uh, Charlie Hunnam. Two very yeah. very two very very different uh, viewpoints there. But there you go. What's our uh, what's our time looking like? Uh, we've probably got just a few minutes left. So um, I've got a question here from Kyle. Shout out, Kyle. Shout out to Kyle. Um, most embarrassing TV or film you've watched with your parents? <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I would love to hear some of these from anyone who decides to listen uh, for next week. Because I think... All two of you. Also- <laughs> oh, no, one of you is left. Shout out to you. <laughs> one of you is left. Just the one of you is saying some. So... Uh, I watched uh, Game of Thrones, the first episode, with uh, with uh, my mum and my stepdad. <laughs> Disclaimer: That's all. That's also my mum and stepdad. Disclaimer: That's ours. <laughs> this is what I was talking about earlier. You know, whenever I, I said that this is such a weird because we're having a conversation with each other, but it's for the purpose of somebody else who may actually never listen to. It. Um. So the first, uh, so the first episode of Game of Thrones, obviously, um is uh, the bit whenever she's uh, she's getting uh, seen to by your Dothraki fella and um, <laughs> mum stood up and just walked out as she does sometimes you know a statement of fact walk out of the room and I looked at uh, Hadebe to say like you know what, what are we doing <laughs> he looked at me and went well I, I mean I, I'm still going to watch it <laughs> I sat there and just continued on that was it but yeah that was enough for her. That was enough for her. And that's like like three quarters of the way through the first episode as well. Um I think I think mine mine's probably same audience involved. Um my, uh, well, same audience involved to a point. Uh I was uh watching True Blood when it was on. Great show. Shout out True Blood. <laughs> All them years ago. Great show. Uh essentially was essentially softcore porn. With with vampires, that's essentially what true. Shout out any uh, <laughs> teenagers who are uh, you know listening and looking for a bit more story to their porn. <laughs> um, and I remember um, whenever the uh, main character and the main human, should we say, and the main vampire were uh, deciding to uh, partake <laughs> the main in some human and the main vampire <laughs> pretending to partake in coitus, uh, and it, um, <laughs> it became a little aggressive. <laughs> and uh, describe describe a TV show to your gran. Think <laughs> <laughs> you and the vampire have some coitus. It becomes rather aggressive. <laughs> and uh, at, at, at the point of uh, at the point of maximum aggression, um, it was decided that uh, Davey are that's a title uh, for the podcast. Lovely... Sorry to interrupt you. At the point of maximum aggression. Our uh, our lovely has to be the best thing ever. Our wonderful. Uh, uh, stepfather decided to walk into the room at this point when there was a lot of uh, crossbreed aggression and looked at the television looked at me looked back at the television and said the words that no teenager wants to hear while watching a sex scene and the stepdad walks in can I join? do you mind if I watch? He was a fan of the show for the remaining six seasons. Um, of course you can. Just pull your trousers back up. <laughs> so that's probably that embarrassing point. Um, that's amazing. That's so good. That's probably that. Everybody has that like story, don't they? Like Everybody has the... I was watching it and, like, you know, my parents walked in or, like, you know, somebody walked in. Um, oh, that's so funny. Do you want to play a game before we... Oh, God, the let's first play a game. episode. Let's, let's play, a, play game. a game. Um, let's play a game. So I'm going to describe films to you in the worst way possible. Um, <laughs> okay. How many have you got? You're going to tell me. I've, got, I've only got a few. Um, but you're, you're going to tell me what the... What the movie is? Yeah. 
you're gonna okay. tell me what the film Let's is. Let's do it. So uh, we did this over, over the phone a couple of weeks ago. So um, guy wants to bone Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Any male iPhone user, <laughs> the sequel. Oh, <laughs> shout out to <laughs> every male iPhone user. Um, that's uh, Titanic, is it that? What? <laughs> no, it's uh, her, I believe. It with, is her with uh, Jaquan Phoenix. Small town doctor brings three people closer together. <laughs> this is a great the one. Human centipede. The human centipede. Oh <laughs> man, this is hilarious. A depressed office worker joins a cult and destabilizes the government. Me last week. <laughs> Me every Friday. Is that that's Fight Club? No, not no? Fight Club. For say it, say it, say it, say it again. A depressed office worker joins a cult and destabilizes the government. Ooh, I feel like I should be getting this. I mean, what, like I don't know if I would if I wasn't looking at it, but whenever I tell you, you'll definitely you know like, pick yourself. It's not like office space, is it? No, it's not office space. to say. What version of Office Spaces did you watch? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Go for it. The Matrix. Oh, I right enough. Fair play. Wouldn't have got that. Right, we'll do one more then. I uh, will do a few more. Perfectly pleasant society turns to chaos by the introduction of a female. <laughs> <laughs> Primary school. Bible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a dozen of a female. The Smurfs. Um, <laughs> yep, Smurfs. <laughs> no, it's uh, the Maze Runner. Oh, I did a few Would never have the got that. Runner. No, I'm not. These are so funny. I didn't realize how much I needed these in my life. An alcoholic orphan and his boss burned down his family home. An alcoholic orphan and his boss burned down his family home. This is really specific, so I'll give you your clue. This is, um, let's say this is a franchise of films that are quite long, uh, and this is one of those films. Because you'd be here for days. Oh, right, okay. So you they're quite long? I mean, like, the, the number <clears throat> in the franchise. Oh, then there's just loads of them? Yeah, there's loads of them. I'm trying to think of movies that there's friggin' loads of. Um, I don't know. Skyfall. Oh wow! <laughs> that one wasn't quite as fun. Oh my! Oh my! That got very dark. Right, one more. Talking bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't get this. This is so this is so random. I wouldn't get this. The Breakfast Club. No, we did reference it earlier in the episode. We did? Yeah, we did. <clears throat> we did rep. Talking bacon? Oh Talk- babe. <laughs> babe. Yep. Talking bacon. <laughs> Talking bacon every EE advert. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> um, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, ah, yeah, the, there we go. Um, I enjoyed that. That was that was enjoyable. Um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, if um, you've made it this far, thank into you. the podcast. Yeah, thank you for uh, paying attention. As two people with ADHD, we understand how vital your attention span is. So, if you've stuck with us uh, for this long, yeah, thank you for. And listening, Ruben, what are you going to watch this week? What's on your watch list to stop you from going jack? I'm going to continue to cry for a start. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely going to continue to cry. Uh, I've been told to watch um, Russian Doll. Okay. Um, I'm not. I don't even know what it's about. 
I don't. I haven't. I haven't the foggiest idea. So may give that a watch. Um, Good start. And yeah, don't know what else. We'll find something. I'm sure we'll find out by next week. <laughs> what about you? What are you going to watch to go, Jack? Apart from Andy Donna, sixteen more times, and then maybe something else. I've learned that, uh, that I have a disgusting back catalogue of movies that I've never seen before that are considered, you know, as like must watches, like stuff that you should have seen. Uh, and somebody recommended No Country for Old Men. So I'm going to stick that on mm. my watch list this week. Highly recommend. And probably Auntie Donna 16 more times. Highly recommend. Um, no although I'm Man. still working my way through the MCU for like the, I, I think in like all seriousness, this is my fourth watch through <clears throat> of every single MCU film. So I'm on Spider-Man again. So that's on, uh, that's on my list. Fantastic. But, well, uh, enjoy the MCU. Continue to enjoy the MCU, and we will uh, we will get in touch next week for more questions, more yeah, games, more questions, more games, and more advice and conversation to stop us all going, Jack. And more shoutouts. More shoutouts. Absolutely. We don't. We love, we love a shoutout here on uh, on going, Jack. Know, I I uh, now that we're at the end, I have no idea how to sign off. No, I have no idea how to sign off. Um, so I guess so... Uh, play <clears throat> the intro. And uh, until next time, don't go Jack. Once you go Jack. (laughs) Once you go Jack, you cannot, you cannot go back. Um, (laughs) Which doesn't make the slightest little bit of sense. So by all means, folks, just uh, here's a... Is that the sign off? Here's the Once you go Jack. (laughs) Once you go Jack, you can't go back. I mean, it can be the sign off, but... um, I think, we can do, I think we could do better, um, personally. So enjoy, uh, but here's the intro again. Please don't go, Jack. See you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>